ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Happy Texas Independence Day. It On this day in 1836, we declared our independence from Mexico and have been trying ever since to ignore the fact that we were a part of Mexico. But today we're going to talk about a top 25 list. Now, this list was just released on InsideTexas.com. You get a whole month for a dollar. I highly recommend that you check it out. But this list was sourced from inside the program, which is really unique because it's not some external source telling us who we think the the proverbial badasses are we're actually getting it from the people in the room now we can't go through all 25 right now that's why we encourage you to go to insidetexas.com and check this out but we're going to give you a little bit of a preview the real story here is what happens between 2 and 24 and the relationship to those players because there's definitely some surprises on that but let's start at 25 paul i know i know this is a a player that has really impressed you even though he's he's just starting out and that's colin simmons yeah the young man from duncanville texas he set the uil state record for sacks uh was a member of a state championship roster i believe twice the defensive mvp of the state championship game, an absolutely dominant player, just a flash off of the edge. The question is, how's his game going to translate to the college game? Is he long enough? Is he big enough? Is he able to deal with offensive linemen who can anchor against his bull rush? Well, in his very short time on campus, Colin Simmons has put on 15 or 20 pounds. Uh, The word we hear is he's up in in the 240s now, Uh, probably played his senior year at Duncanville around 230 or 225. Uh, I think he's in the mid to high 240s. That's where he's going to play his college ball, probably at about 250, uh, because he needs a little power to go with his incredible twitch and speed. And it's a huge tribute to him that he's even in the top 25, because Texas is returning some really good edges, and all of them seem poised to make a jump uh, in the 2024 season. So if Colin Simmons can crack the field, that's a tribute to him, and it's a sign that he's a force of nature uh, I've extolled my theory before about pass rush. You got flushers and you got chasers, right? Flushers are the guys who disrupt the pocket, the interior guys. The chasers are the guys who finish the play and they turn a pressure into a sack. Colin Simmons is a tequila after a Corona. He's a chaser. And that's what we're going to get out of him. And his upside is gigantic. Whether that's realized in 2024 or in 2025 remains to be seen. The fact that he's even on this list is a massive tribute to the young freshman from Duncanville. Absolutely. Jumping ahead a little bit, we've got number 23, and that is our Derek Williams. And Justin, I'm going to I'm gonna pass this one over to you. Yeah, with Derek Williams, you know, I'm not surprised he's on the list. Matter of fact, and, and, and to give even more incentive to go to InsideTexas.com and read this, this article, I feel like he could should be up a little bit higher on the list. But you know what? That just means he's got some more uh, motivation. He's got some more skins to earn. Listen, Derek Williams is the prototypical paradactyl. He is the guy with the range, the arms. They call him the Raptor for a reason. The guy has an, a, a very suddenness, ultra athleticism about him that this room, the safety room, has not seen in years. He has that upside. He play, he was so good last year, missing spring ball. You know, he didn't come in until June to where he, he was starting some of the games towards the end of the season, and he became kind of pivotable, p- pivotable, pivotal in some of these as well. And so Derek Williams, to me, is going to be a guy that, that I – he's a prime breakout candidate for 2024. I'm a little surprised where he's at on the list. I think he should be higher, and I think if we redid this at the end of the season, he would be. 
Well, that's the beauty of it is we're not the ones doing this list. This is coming from inside the program. And I think that's that that speaks to the outside view of things and how we we try to do our very best to get as as much of our own experience in in rating these players. But ultimately, it's the guys in the locker room. It's the guys within the program that have the best view of this. So we're going to jump ahead a little bit. So that was 23 with Derek Williams. We're going to go up to 14. And we've got Mr. Bledsoe in there. And I'd love to hear from our friend Paul on Mr. Bledsoe. The uh, young man from Beast, Texas. Justin talked about a pterodactyl earlier, which I found out from my son had a 36-foot wingspan back in the day. So let's let's be grateful pterodactyls aren't around anymore, gentlemen. We'd be on the menu. But uh, a lot of offensive lines are going to be on the menu for Jare Bledsoe this year. Uh, he is the talk of the offseason so far. The young man from East Texas showed up like a lot of East Texas recruits, not fully filled out, not fully grown into his body. And I think he showed up on the Texas campus in the 250s. He's up to 290 plus right now, and he hasn't lost his athleticism. It hasn't diminished. He can still tomahawk dunk. He can still do all the things that make him what Christian Jones called hyper flexible and super twitchy. That was his take on Mr. Bledsoe. Now that Jure has added some strength and some size, he is going to be a problem. 14, I think some of you might be surprised he's that high. I think you might be surprised at the end of 2024 that he's not going to he's going to crack the top 10. A uh, little tidbit about Mr. Bledsoe in terms of maximization. This is a guy who's serious about football. And, and it's not just about the dedication to the offseason program. First team, all Big 12 academic team. I'm not sure most people knew that. He's been on the honors roll uh, three semesters in a row. So Mr. Bledsoe getting it done, serious about his work and his craft. I think that's going to show up in 2024. And Dre is also one of those players that we could see departing, honestly, after a really big year, not not too dissimilar to what we had with Byron last year. He's got a big year coming up. This could be a contract year for him. Let's jump ahead. These next two people on this list, we're going to go to number nine and then jump to number five. And the thing that makes these folks really interesting, at least to me, is they're, they're newcomers. These are folks that are new to the program. So I'd love to hear from Justin. Let's talk about number nine, Trey Moore. Yeah, Trey Moore, uh, you know, if you asked any Texas fan in the offseason, you know, go, when you go to the portal, what, what's the player you want or what's the position you want? Uh, I think the, 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 the collective would tell you a guy that gets sacks, a guy that actually gets to the passer. Texas has been pretty good in the last two years at pressures, at doing the at doing the flushing and now they need the chasers and 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 that you know to take it from paul you know and colin's a chaser trey moore's a chaser his first 10 yards to 20 yards that first burst and step is elite and listen you know i talked to uh, sources from utsa after trey moore had jumped in the boat i said just give me a quick idea of, of who this is he goes they say he's a phenomenal football player, but he's an even better person. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. Kid didn't have one star coming out of high school. I believe it was in the Smithson Valley area, or Spring Branch, rather. Um, then gets to, to, to UTSA in two years and is massively productive. Uh, Trey Moore is a guy that's come in with more of a business mentality. He understands that he's got to trade up, and now he has to play up. You, you, the competition just got a lot better. And these offensive linemen in the SEC, while, while they're big, monstrous, massive guys, they don't necessarily like those quick twitch smaller guys that can spin around and get underneath them. 
this guy's a chaser, and Trey Moore and Colin Simmons feel like the two drinks you need before you uh, hit the minimum. The thing that's fascinating from our source, and I know that people at home may be thinking this same thing, is, is, is Trey played at a different level last year. And what our source told us is 14 sacks is 14 sacks. That is really hard to accomplish, regardless where you're playing in the country. But let's move ahead. Now we're in the wide receiver room. And again, we've got another newcomer here. And it's not it's not the one that you might expect at number five, Matthew Golden. Matthew Golden, guys, speed, speed, speed. If there's been one theme in uh, reconstructing this wide receiver room in this offseason going into 2024, it's adding speed. The team already had some nice guys that can burn. I mean, look at Xavier Worthy. You got some guys out there, DeAndre Moore, Ryan Niblett. Then you add a Matthew Golden, and it is just phenomenal. Because this is a guy that not only I, – I think he's a guy that's got a higher ceiling. I don't think he's got – I don't think he's topped out on his potential. And the one thing I think Golden also adds that maybe some of these other newcomers don't, he is phenomenal in special teams. He is a kick return specialist. This guy housed a handful while he was on at the University of Houston. He's got a good build, too. He's not kind of small, compact like the Isaiah Bond and the, and the Silas Bolden and those guys. He's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit more filled out. I remember watching him in high school and thinking that that dude could 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 he's got the frame to, to, to really fill out and become a, a major contributor in college. He did better than that. And so, to me, people want to hear those, those, those big names, but I'm telling you right now, Matthew Golden is a guy that people – defenses are going to focus on Quinn and Baxter, Blue, and, and, and guys, you know, Isaiah Bond, and, and Jonte Cook. And Matthew Golden's going to slide behind on the team's third-best corner or their second-best nickel, and he's going to get open, and that's going to be money. And so I, I love that Matthew Golden has that respect in the locker room already within the program because, listen, guys, this guy has unadulterated speed, and that is the ultimate maximizer when you come to sports. I really invite you to check out this list because specifically the wide receiver room is a place I think you're going to be very, very surprised. But if we're talking about speed, I think that takes us to number four, and that's Jaden Blue. My man Justin threw up the ball, and all I got to do now is stuff it. And that's that's the speed lead-in. Uh, good luck catching up with Jaden Blue. He was timed on real GPS in the Texas Tech game at 22.3 miles per hour on a simple off-tackle run. If you guys go back and pull up the clip, it's the end of the first <laughs> quarter. Texas is only up by three. The game could go any, any direction. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, and Jaden Blue takes a simple handoff. The safety has what you could best describe as a generous angle. And he looks like he's running in mashed potatoes. And Jaden Blue just ice skates right past him. Didn't even look like he's running his hardest. And, of course, you find out he's running a 22.3 GPS. The second fastest time in all of college football wearing pads. And that's what we care about. Of course, Jaden Blue was a good track guy in high school, 10-7 guy. But what we care about is Saturdays wearing the equipment, carrying the football. That's what Jaden Blue brings. He's also a great receiver. Not a good receiver, a great receiver out of the backfield. In spot action, he rushed for 398 yards uh, as, frankly, the third team back for most of the yeah. year. 135 receiving, 533 total yards from scrimmage as the third team guy. And then late in the year, really was able to show 
what has people so excited about Mr. Blue? Uh, I don't think anyone's going to be feeling blue with Jaden splitting carries in the backfield with Cedric Baxter this year. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year on a, on a per touch basis. I think he might be the ex- most explosive player on the Texas offense. And I think that's actually saying something. And, and don't forget blue and Matthew golden played in high school together. Klein Kane. Right. Right. And that brings us to number one. We're going to give you this one because it should be no surprise to you. And that's Kelvin Banks playing playing obviously the most difficult position outside of quarterback on an island out there, and he's absolutely killing it. So let's let's stay with you, Paul. Let's talk about our friend Kelvin Banks. So Kelvin is, we talked about the seriousness often with a football player being tied to their efficacy or their breakout year. We talked about Jare Bledsoe, right? Cracking the books as well as cracking offensive linemen. Uh, Kelvin Banks is a, is a serious guy. He takes football. He takes his craft very seriously. He has a lot of pride. Uh, excellent pass blocker. Elite level pass blocker. Really sweet feet. Uh, great ability to just neutralize a pass rusher's move and then just put him in tar right in front of him and, and the guy that can't get past him. Where he needs to improve slightly is as a run blocker in space on what I'd call smalls, linebackers, safeties, guys who aren't on the line of scrimmage. He destroys them. He looks them up and murders them. Referencing the Texas Tech game, he committed a homicide on the field against the Texas Tech safety on a pulling play. Uh, He should have had charges filed against him. Yeah, I guess losing by 50, they forgot to file charges and Kelvin got away at that. I think the next breakout for Kelvin is on the line of scrimmage, uh, going from being a good blocker to a great blocker in the run game. If that happens and if Texas can run the ball at 5, 10, 15 yards a chunk consistently, the Quinn Ewers play action game to some of these speedy wide receivers that we've added, it's going to be silly, y'all. It's going to be absolutely silly. Kelvin Banks is the linchpin of this offense. I know a lot of people think it's Quinn Ewers. I think it's Kelvin Banks. I think we all agree on that. Uh, a phenomenal player who is this is his his contract year. Not that he needs it. He's going to take football very seriously and play his hardest every Saturday anyway. Justin, what are your thoughts? Easy first rounder. I mean, this is a this is a no brainer first rounder. Yeah, and also you know Paul really killed all of that. The only thing I can really add on Kelvin is, you know, the, the expectation with him coming in was we hope that he can play early as a freshman. And, and maybe crack the starting five. And, and let's see if he's ready for college football. And I want to say it took maybe three practices for <laughs> Kelvin Banks to be inserted as the starting left tackle. And I want to say it took maybe two months for people to start saying, okay, that's a lottery pick. You'll be here for three years. You're going in the first round. You'll, be, you'll, 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 you'll go early. And then this week at the NFL Scouting Combine, one of the Texas players, I believe it was Tavondre Sweat, who said, uh, yeah, Kelvin Banks is going to be the first tackle off the board next year. Mark it down. Every year, I feel like Banks has gotten incrementally better. I know his sophomore year, was there was a few things. You know, I think he gave up his first sack in his college career, and I think he had his first hold in his college career. But Kelvin Banks is a guy that's just so consistent, and the NFL loves that left tackle position. And if you can come in and play there and be healthy and be solid for eight to ten years – that's what franchises look for, and I think that's what Kyle Flood envisioned. I think that's what Sark has been able to unearth, and I think that's why Kelvin Banks is the easy number one on this list. 
The thing that we can't forget in our recent history, too, is when we're talking about Kelvin making an early appearance in the starting lineup, that was a great need. That was oh, something that we were huge. desperate for. And when you're when you're calling for that, that adds additional pressure to an incoming freshman. And the fact that he was able to mentally and have the intestinal fortitude to go in there and handle all that makes it all that much more impressive. I want to thank you, boys. The entire list is available now on InsideTexas.com. Please check it out. Subscribe. Like and subscribe to this page. We are getting closer and closer to our goal of 150 million subscribers. Every little one helps. If you just go ahead and throw that in, that's going to ensure that Justin can get more albums in his background. Thank you so much for checking in. We really appreciate this time. And again, happy Texas Independence Day.